You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, all right. What does it look like or what do we have to look for when we're trying to decide, you know, which NFT to purchase or you know, what is, how, you know, is this evaluations all going? And, and I, and I, you know, I really wanted to share on this episode, you know, I think there is something, you know, beautiful and powerful about this idea of, you know, the, the art, you know, the value of art or the, the love for art is in the eye of the beholder. But we also know that like there are some other, you know, factors that are included when it comes to NFTs and how this market um, currently is working. And, and I just wanted to kind of talk that for a minute. And one of them is, you know, the rarity element, right? And there's a lot of tools that are out there that once an NFT collection has been revealed, that they'll actually, um, you know, connect to one of these rarity tools. Uh, Rarity.tools is actually the, my personal favorite of all of the uh, rarity, uh, you know, management software that exists, I guess. Um, and what is neat about it is it allows you to sort um, by the properties that make up an NFT to allow you to you know see um, you know which ones are for sale that have the certain things that you want. You can also um, rank or sort all of the ones that are currently for sale and what you know is the least rare versions of those. Um, and and I you know I think for those that are out there that are kind of like trying to wrap their head around this, you know there is something to be said. It's kind of like you know when you get a collection of like baseball cards or even um, a piece of art, right? The, 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 the one, the, when anyone that you, if you get the first number, right? So if it's one of 365, that number one is like the, there's only one, there's only a first you know, element of a collection ever. Right. And so in the, you know, in the art, in this, you know, in the NFT space, a lot of the NFTs, not all of them, are, are kind of operating under whatever, you know, characteristics or properties, or I, I know some of them call it traits, whatever traits we have that are the least amount of traits. Of course, that makes that um, that actual um, NFT the the more rare, right? Because there's not as not many traits have, you know, like, let's say, for example, like I have a Mechaverse, right? And there's 10,000 or 11,000 Mechaverse or 8,800 Mechaverses. But there is only 200 that have the white eyes. So if you have the white eyes of a Mechaverse, you know that there's only 200 of the 8,000 plus that have that characteristic, right? And so a lot of the collections are evaluated, right? The, the, the you know, I guess the price or the, you know, how much they're worth is evaluated as like you have one of the most rare ones, right? Then yours is, could be valued at its highest amount. Now I will tell you, a lot of that is kind of like from the vanity level, right? I think there is something to be said. We're going to be moving much more towards, you know, what is the art that people like the most or even like who was the art that had that um, someone had it last, right? Like, for example, like the Bored Ape Yacht Club, I don't really care 
which of the bored apes are the most rare. Like I would love, like if I'm going to, if I'm, if they're, if I'm in the marketplace, right, I'm going to buy a board ape yacht club. And I know that a celebrity or someone that has been, you know, putting this uh, board ape out everywhere on their you know content um, is the one I'm going to buy. I look at that as having higher value than just the rarity of an item. But I also know that we kind of, we kind of play in, in lots of different worlds. Right. And I, and I often laugh because like, for me, for some of my purchasing, and even for some of the Mint 365 project that we're doing, sometimes for me, it's like, you know, I just love the art. I love the way it looks, and I'm willing to, to, to purchase it for that reason alone. And it's also because I believe others will also love the art, or they'll see the reason that I, that I loved that individual piece, right? And, and a good example of that is I own um, one of the uh, pieces in a, a collection called The Secret Society is the name of it. And it's a really cool art piece. I'll link it in the show notes. But in the Secret Society, in, the, in that actual um, you know, collection, I'm going to pull it up here on my, my website so I can uh, give you guys the exact, uh, you know, the, it's, you know it's, and it's, it's really cool. Like, I think there's some um, really ele- cool elements there. Um, and so the, it's, you know, the Superlative Secret Society is actually um, the name there. So Superlative Secret Society. And you can, you can go onto any of the tools. I'm, I'm on rarity.tools. Um, and I'm looking at that collection, right? And there are, in the collection, as a total, uh, a total number uh, of collections. So it's pretty neat because it'll show you like the floor price and tell you. So there's a total of 5,810 owners and there are 11,000 total pieces of art. So 11,000 total pieces of art. And of course it ranks it in the most rare. Funny enough, if you go to the very last page, the part, the art that the one that I actually own, the one that is mine individually, is actually in the very last 50, right? So it's funny enough, it is in the it's probably the the least rare of of, of all of the collection. Yet for me, and even for the offers that I've been getting on it, I've actually been getting a lot of offers for the piece that I own that are way higher than what you would see ones that are more rare. And, and the question might be, why does that work? And I will say the piece that I own, and it is, um, you know, rarity rank 11,069, which, hey, my birthday is 69, so that's pretty cool. But, it, you know, if you look at what is, you know, the background is just, you know, a pink background. The body type is a very common body type that is out there. Um, there's no foreground. There's no glitter. There's no orb. Um, it has, a you know, a moderate head. There's not a lot of features. But the reason I believe people are valuing this one higher than a lot of other pieces is it's very clean. It's very simple. It has like a three-headed look to it. It's really, in my opinion, just pops. It just really has like just as vibrant. It has like a vibrant look. And so when I look at this piece, like I, I as soon as I minted, I was like, "Ooh, I really like it." And if I went and looked at maybe the top 100 pieces, right? So mine's on the bottom 100. But if I went to the top 100 pieces, I don't really like any of the top 100 pieces. Maybe one of the top 100 pieces I I individually like from a from a you know, visual side from an art side. Right. And so the, the funny part about this whole, this whole world is that we're still trying to kind of figure out, you know, the storytelling and how we put these out to the world and, and how people are evaluating them. And I, and I like to take it as a collection by collection basis, right? So some collections, I know that the rarity of it is going to be the thing that people value the most. 
other collections I believe are going to emerge where it's not the actual rarity of the piece, but there's elements of the piece that people just love, right? So for example, the crypto dads that I own, it um, there is a, you know, with my crypto dads, the one that I own, there is a, a group of us that have a crypto dads that uh, also happens to have the Kobe Bryant jersey or the girl dad jersey, right? It's a, a jersey with a number 24 on it. And so funny enough that, you know, most of the ones with that jersey, they're not high on the rarity level of what, you know, what they're actual rare. And I'm gonna pull it up right here. But if I sort by the basketball jersey, right? They're uh, of the uh, you know of the total pieces, right? So of the total uh, you know crypto dads. So there's a ten thousand crypto dads. Uh, the total amount of those that have the basketball jersey is about four hundred and sixteen. So 416 of the of the 10,000 have the basketball jersey, which isn't doesn't make it super rare, but it is uh, not a like overly popular um, you know. Uh, piece of clothing. And I'll just, you know, put it out there. Um, you know, 1000 of them have no clothes. Uh, 8,076 have striped sweaters. 471 have the pocket tee. 436 have the button down shirt. 466 have the hoodie. Right. And then if you want to look at like the rarest of ones, the ones for clothing that have the free blue tee, there's only seven of those, right? So those are uh, very, very rare if they are wearing, if they have that tee right on their, on their shirt. And so interestingly enough, like you might look at that and say, oh, that's the one that people are going to want. But the idea of being a dad, especially being a girl dad, and then there's a collection of 400 of them that actually have only this characteristic. I look at this and say, I look at those as being the most valuable, right? And to me in the entire collection, because to me, it has like an extra attachment to me. And it's something that I would want to, I would want to be associated with others that also are, have, you know, that NFT with that characteristic. And so this is something to kind of be aware of, right? When you are, when you are jumping into this space, like one of the things you'll see is that the price will go up before the art comes out, right? Before the art is, is posted, um, the price of it goes out. The reason that is, is because, you know, you're, if you get one of them, you know, one of the mints uh, before the art comes out, you're just taking the bet on two things. One, that maybe you get lucky and you get one of the most rare versions of that NFT, or two, that you get lucky and you get one that you just really love. And so I know for a lot of people, they don't like minting an NFT because they want to wait till the collection is out. Then they want to assess the art and pick either the art that they like the most or go decide how much they want to spend and try to find the most rare one at that price point. And so I think it's really up to each one, each person individually to decide, do you want to evaluate the NFTs based on their rarity, based on how much you love them, based on maybe the story they could tell, maybe even how it represents you. You know, if you go back and listen to the episode a couple episodes ago, I talked about, you know, uh, the authenticity element and how, you know, to me being able to have a profile photo that represents you. Um, and all of you is is really a valuable thing. And I think it's something that we can build a brand around and associate ourselves around. And I know some people, they will say that I don't care how many millions of dollars someone's going to offer me for this NFT. I will never sell it because I'm building my brand around it. It is the the, the symbol of who I am and what we're, we're kind of representing. And so I think that's a pretty cool opportunity out there. And so you know, as we look at this space, this will be something we're going to tap back into over, you know, many, many episodes in the future. We're going to talk about rarity. We're going to talk about how you see that. Um, if you're in OpenSea, you can go and look at the properties on the left-hand side. It'll tell you like the rarity levels 
those there as well. Um, oftentimes before a collection is launched, um, they'll actually tell you what, like how many, uh, properties that the, uh, the actual individual art's going to have. They won't tell you like what the rare versions are, right. But they will tell you, um, you know, like, Hey, this, you know, our pro we're going to have, you know, a total of 12 or, you know, let's say 15, um, properties, each piece of art's going to have 15 properties. Well, now you, you know, the different pieces. And then if you get an art piece that has like a really, um, rare aspect to it. Well, now you know that yours, not many others are going to be look like yours, right? They're not going to have like yours. And, and that's no different than, you know, baseball cards or collector cards, right? They're the most expensive baseball card in the world, the Hannes Wagner card. Um, the reason it's the most valued card in the world is that they believe there's only a handful, like less than a dozen of those cards in existence. Therefore, not only is that rare, that year cards extremely valuable, but the Hannes Wagner one more so than any others, um, not only because of you know how great of a baseball player he was, but because how many how little of those were produced make them valuable. And so, just something to keep in mind in this space. Um, I kind of play a little bit in between the two. I I look at rarity levels to understand like okay maybe if someone sell you know if there if, if I was if I was stuck between two pieces that I really liked. I would check the rarity level. And if the rarity was massively different, then I might consider it. And I will say, remember, this is not financial advice, but I'm going to leave you guys with this. The way that I often look at it is if it's a 10,000 uh, piece collection and my rarity is not in the top 1,000, then I look at the rest of it as pretty much all the same. And then I go to find what I look at as what maybe the most valuable, the most appealing, maybe something that I think will look great in my wallet for people that if they are going to look to purchase it, maybe I'm looking at the different um, aspects of the story that I could tell around it. And so I look at things outside of the top a thousand, if it's a 10,000 piece collection, if it's a smaller collection, well, you know, then I'm looking inside of the hundred, but it's up to everyone individually how to decide that. So hopefully that helps you guys. I know that was one of the questions we've been receiving. Um, so yeah, make sure you send me a, a DM over on Twitter or on Instagram. I social fans, a letter I social, and then F A N Z or a Z at the end. Uh, send me a direct message with maybe questions you might have comments. You have things you'd like to see in future episodes. You know, as always, this is powered by the ADHD coin. Check it out over at rally. You can just go to the website, ADHD adhdcoin.com. Get yourself some Rally ADHD coin. We will be launching some really cool benefits for those that are holding coins. Um, and it's a great way to support the show just by simply holding the coins um, in your wallet. You don't have to send them to me as the creator. Just holding them in your wallet uh, supports the show. It also makes everyone else's coins uh, go up in value as well. So uh, check those out. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial.